0: the granary church podcast we are happy you're here for more information on the granary church head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the granary church matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12 says now after jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Israel. For from you will come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star which they'd seen in the east went on ahead of them until it came to a stop over the place where the child was to be found. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after they came into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And after being warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Now, for hundreds, even thousands of years, a people who'd been specifically chosen by God to be His own people had been shaped and guided by the knowledge that one day God would send them a Saviour, the Christ, their Messiah. Over the centuries, prophecies dropped hints that were carefully noted and documented. A virgin shall bear a son and his name will be called Emmanuel. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small, out of you will come a ruler whose origins are from ancient times. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Prince of Peace. So every Israelite from the least to the greatest knew that one day a deliverer would come to them and everybody waited in hope that it would be in their time. And then when he arrived, they were so focused on, on their expectations and the rules and the regulations that they'd built as they waited that they missed him even though that bright hope of the future lasted over 33 years in their lifetimes their compulsion to do right to be right To maintain personal power obscured the eyes of their understanding from seeing the arrival of the one they'd been waiting thousands of years for. It's not that they didn't have the opportunities, but you know what? Religion has a way of diverting us from understanding what it is to follow Jesus Christ. And when the Magi came into the city, which was the capital of the nation that was waiting for their Messiah to ask where the king of the Jews was, nobody thought they meant Herod. Even Herod didn't think they meant Herod. And so he called the religious elite the priests and the scribes and the people who understood that kind of thing better than the rest of us, he called them and he said, where will he be be going to be born? Because I want to worship him as well. And I want to say this, that even now, all these centuries later, there are still power mongers who pretend they want to worship in order to maintain dominance. But they knew that the answer was Bethlehem. Now, if the scribes and the Pharisees, knew that the answer was Bethlehem and knew that there was a whole group of people coming to find where that king would be and they were giving directions to Bethlehem, don't you think that it would have made sense for them to go along with them, seeing as how they were waiting for him? Now Matthew calls these people magi and that word is derived from the same root word as our word magic. They were from Persia, which is modern Iran. They were priests of Zoroastrianism, and they were both male and female. They were not kings. The Bible doesn't say how many they were, and he doesn't say that they were all men. We just We just kind of take bits out and we frame ourselves a story around that. But the Magi, their role was to study the signs of the natural world to read the human events, especially the fate of royal dynasties. And so the words of the Magi could make or break a ruler, so there was great significance politically in them coming to seek the king of the Jews in that place from a tyrannical and paranoid ruler who was claiming that title. Now there was a lot of activity in the skies around that time. Halley's Comet had gone through in 9 BC and then there were two others in 6 BC and 4 BC and the Jews knew where the Messiah would come from but even though they saw the signs in the sky, their preconceived ideas of what God would do meant that they missed what God did and that's a danger for all of us. They didn't understand that there were others people who didn't have the right political, religious credentials, who were also watching and waiting because every single person is created in the image of God and we all have within us this deep longing for a relationship with our God. So over the years, they trekked massive distances to find him and they were wise people, wise enough to know that they didn't know everything. Now the scribes and the Pharisees had been inculturized in prophecies regarding the Messiah. Yet when the seekers came, they thought they knew it all. And we don't realise how often we put in boxes the things that we understand about God and how much our intellect and our traditional religious boxes get in the way of understanding that God is moving on and doing something else. They weren't curious when the shepherds told everybody about what they sa- what they saw, or months later when the magi came and were asking questions, or um, when there was, the little boy was a toddler. They they weren't curious ten years after that when the little boy was so wise in the temple for three days that the teachers were overwhelmed by his wisdom or two decades later when John came and said the Messiah is on his way or after that when the miracles started to happen because they weren't willing to think outside their box of religion and that was their undoing and it can be ours as well. The shepherds saw Jesus because God told them and that's because God has an affinity for the poor and the disenfranchised and the smelly and the uncouth and the people whose who work in the dirt to such a degree that the dirt is ingrained in their hands and it can't be washed off. God loves those people and he went out of his way to tell them through the angels that the Messiah had come. God's own people missed what the Magi found because even though it wasn't part of the Magi's personal religious culture, they knew who they were looking for. Because you see, until Jesus came, the people of God were a select people. And most people were out, and this group of people were in. But when Jesus Christ came, that finished forever. But what had happened with the scribes and the Pharisees was that they'd made their religion a thing that excluded everybody but themselves. And that's why. They missed God and they missed what God was doing. But the Magi demonstrate that all kinds of people are searching in ways that we may not relate with and ways that our complacent religious boxes not only can't recognise but also can't contain because God will not be contained. Jesus, unlike every other God worshipped in this world, is the God who became a man. No other God has ever debased himself to become like those who worship him or who want to worship him or who should worship him. No other God but ours surrendered himself as a sacrifice, taking the punishment for every single tiny thing that we ever did wrong. No other God but ours deliberately made himself small in order to make his people great. And if you don't remember anything else, remember this. That's why Christianity is the perfect religion for sinners. Only people who know they need mercy can apply because God is first and foremost a God of love and a God of mercy. He made himself like us so that we could be like him. And C.S. Lewis says, if you want to understand that, imagine what it would be like if you chose to become a slug. We learn another thing from the Magi. How to change direction. When they came looking for him, they were guided by external signs. But when they found him, they could hear him. Verse 12 says, After being warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. These men, women, whoever they were, these people, these wise people, might have been 50 of them, they could hear God and the scribes and the Pharisees and the religious people of the day who'd been waiting for generations could not hear God. And that's such a lesson for us. It's something that has to help us understand they didn't return by the same route that they came because God told them to change direction. Previously they'd heard about him, but now they hear him. And if we listen to him, if we are a people who can consistently continue to earnestly seek him down through the years of our lives, not just when we found him and learned a whole bunch of stuff about him, but still now, all these years later, learning and understanding there will be times when God will say to us, I want you to change direction. I want you to go another way. You've never thought these things before, but I want you to begin to think about them. I want you to expand. If you want different things, you've got to do different things. And Christmas is a perfect time for any of us to make the decision to go home different. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to tell you, this is it's only just a matter of saying to the lord that you want him in your life it's it's an incredibly easy thing to do you don't have to sign on a dotted line you just have to talk to him but even for those of us who've known him for a while he's asking us like he asked mary to make more room in our lives for him he wants to take up more room in our lives he, he wants to go from being the darling baby that comes out at Christmas and then the rest of the year gets so easily smothered with all the other stuff that we've got on and all the other stuff that's happening. He wants to go from the narrow box where his love only shines out to those that we have decided can be reached by him. And he wants, he wants us to expand that. And he wants us to understand that when he said for god so loved the world when he spoke about all he actually meant all he meant everybody he meant anybody whose heart is willing to turn toward jesus christ and say i need you he doesn't say get your life cleaned up first and then we can talk about it he says come in because this is a big kingdom this is a big kingdom and it's made for the whosoever. It's made for whoever belongs. And we, have, we make such a mistake when, when, we, when we're so busy working out how God would do it that we don't realise he already did it and he did something else and it's not something that we expected or can even understand. And so let him go from that narrow little box, no matter how long we've known the Lord. We all need to experience times when we go home different because the Lord was able to speak to us and say, don't go back that way where you used to be and where you used to go. That's dangerous. That's wrong. That's legalism. That's brokenness. That's pride. That's fear. That's all of the other things. When he says to us, okay, we've had this time together. Go home another way. The wise people, the wise people were wise enough to listen. And it's really important that we did do too. He, he came as a baby, but he didn't stay that way. His, his tininess, sometimes when we put him in that religious box and try to keep him tiny and make ourselves the keeper of the royal box, make ourselves the keeper of the of the religion, and nobody else can come in that box we we just we we lose so much of who Jesus Christ is and so it's vital for us if he's not there already in your life it's a really simple decision but if he is there already he wants more room he wants more room he gave his whole life for you and it seems to me that the best answer that we can do is give our whole lives to him as well. Can we have the band back up again, please. This is a season for all of us to rethink what it is. Maybe you you're not like everybody else. And remember, when I was in in um, when I was not long a Christian, I remember thinking, I'm not like these people. I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna fit in. I'm not like them. But you know what? You don't have to be. And you have to look to Jesus and find ways to be like him. So Father, we thank you. I pray, Lord God, that our hearts and minds will be open and free to make the long trek from what we always understood to whatever else it is that you want to tell us about who you are. I pray richness of your blessing. When the Christ child came, but he didn't stay a baby, he became our deliverer. We thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. May you have a safe and blessed week.